Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm Ben and I'm here with Lucy. Hi. And Adam. Hey. <laughs> I wondered how long you're going to keep that going, Lucy. Just like five minutes later. Ah. I, I really liked that it. it was like a quick crackle and fade. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, uh, we're going to talk about games, we're going to drink some beers. Let's get some beers open. I'm very thirst quenched. I'm going to open collaboration beer from Dry and Bitter and Verdant Brewing Company called How Magnets Work. It's an IPA with a little bit of flavour text. Holding the universe together, attracting and repelling like an owl to its fleeing prey. That's how magnets work. Together with our friends at Verdant, we have brewed a big IPA. Idaho 7 and, oh, too much conversation, Brew One Hops, B-R-U hyphen one. And the now classic Citra and Simcoe hops are magnetized to a mass of lush oats and wheat. Ingredients-wise, it just says water, malted barley, wheat, oats, hops, yeast. Obviously, it gives me a little bit of information on the hops in the flavor text. It is 6.6%. And it's got a lovely picture of a a moth or some kind of... That's, that's like penguin. It looks like an owl. It, I mean, yeah, it, it's it a was... Rorschach. It's what it is. Yeah, really. yeah, it's some kind of animal. Yeah, who knows? I'm gonna open it. Lucy, what are yes. you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a dare. Ooh, uh, nice. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna drink it. Nobody else gets to share this enjoy. Um, <laughs> it's called Clouds That Shape Themselves. It's a six percent IPA. Uh, juicy IPA, brewed in a house style, unfiltered, unpasteurized, unfined, naturally soft, hazy and juicy. That's pretty much it. 500ml can. Got a nice little dog on the front. Like a... Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Nice. Mm. But anyway, this has been sitting out for just about the right amount of time, so probably around that 7 degrees okay. I'm probably looking for, so yeah. I'm just going to drink it and stop talking. <laughs> nice. Crack, crack on. Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm double checking. I am drinking uh, the two, the last two beers from that lovely box sent to me uh, by Michael in Vienna. Uh, oh, yeah. Is, uh, I, they've been sandbagging them for a couple of weeks. Uh, um, it is the Hofbrau Kaltenhausen Keller beer. Mm. And... I can tell you, it has some Austrian in it on it. Its malts notes are two out of five. Its uh, hopfen aroma are also two out of five. Its bitterness is a two out of five, and its <laughs> spritzigkeit, I think it's bubbliness, is a two out of five. Brilliant! <laughs> Show you these icons. A really good that's two impressive. out of five beer. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and it is a 4.8% something or other. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lager, let's say. Uh, I don't know, a lager is usually more than two out of five bubbles. Yeah. It's yeah, a good four yeah. out of five, usually. 
So, good, there are beers. How do they taste? How do they taste? So, this dry and bitter is going back far, far too easily. Dry and bitter and verdant collab, sorry. Um, has a nice light nose. A little bit of fruit on there. Maybe a little bit of orange in the nose. But the, the taste has got this lovely dankness to it. And I find that with a lot of dry and bitters, beers, is they they really get that dankness across. You know, it's a little bit kind of green. It's a little bit weedy in what I'm getting. It's definitely got a little bit of orange in there, maybe a little bit of pineapple as well. Um, it's very, um, feels very light. Even though that dankness is there, there's this kind of ease hmm. to it all. You know, the, 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 the fruit is quite sort of sweet. You know, it's not a, a stewed fruit kind of flavor that goes into a dankness. It's almost a little bit more sweet and then sort of that dank kind of flavor to it. Um, a little orangey, um, sort of almost under the light, almost a bit kind of like very strong squash, mm -hmm. uh, orange squash almost. Uh, but this is really, really easy, and really nice. Can't tell at all that it's 6.5, 6 6.6%. 6.6%, uh, yeah. Not getting that on the beer whatsoever, which is good. I, I mean, it's so easy and it's nice and fruity it's lovely dankness to it i don't know why you would drink anything else really ever again Done. <laughs> <That's it>. Excellent. <laughs> unless it's a day of beer lucy i feel the same way i just why drink anything else <laughs> everything else tastes like swill compared to <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah, it, it's i think friday was the last time i had a beer been mm. to work, been to the gym. This is this is all I want in life. Mm. It's good. <laughs> you can tell. Um, That's good. Yeah, it's yeah. It's it's really light body, um, like really soft as well. Um, just goes down way too quickly, too easily. Mm. But it's got like a lot, a lot, a lot of hoppiness. You, you can feel like the effervescence on your top lip as you yeah. drink it. That's the only thing that's just made me not slump back into my chair and just relax and just chill out. It's like it's got that hoppiness, that really, really, really strong hoppiness. Mm. It's like, ooh. Um, but yeah, it's a nice, nice citrusy, like a bit of lemon, bit of orange. Yeah, it's, it's just perfect, perfectly well balanced beer. It's got like a nice little bit of bitterness on the end as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Putting the bit in bitterness. Yeah, and it's got that signature day of yeast, mm. which is just mm. made by cherubs. <laughs> nice. It's the yeast just scraped off of cherubs right into the board. Nice, nice. Very um, impressed yeah. then. <laughs> That's my ringing endorsement. That I'll sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, because it's I been a while since I had day. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I ta uh, tell you what this beer tastes like, I'm going to tell you what type of beer it is, because I found ah. it. It's a Keller beer. It said so <laughs> on the bottle. It's a type of German beer, which is typically neither clarified nor pasteurized. Keller beer can be either top or bottom fermented. 
It literally translates as cellar beer, referring to its cool lagering temperatures. Its recipe probably dates to the Middle Ages. Um, it contains more of its original brewing yeast, uh, as well as vitamins held in suspension than modern beers. As a result, it's distinctly cloudy and described uh, uh, by German producers as Natchitrube. Um, it's often served directly from a barrel and may be bottled as well, but because it does, isn't pasteurized, it's rather perishable, so it's best to drink it as fresh as possible. So naturally, it's a beer I let sit in my fridge for an extra two and a half weeks. Um, <laughs> uh, it is quite cloudy, yeah. considering how light it is. Like, I know my room's got a bit of a yellowy tint that I think I've tried to fix the white levels on, but, like, it's like a, like a, like a lemon yellow mm. sort of yellow. Um, and, like... And and it's clearish, but cloudy. I think cloudy is a good idea. It's it's not opaque, but you like my finger. You still can't really well. Maybe can I? Yeah, you can kind of see if the light wasn't behind me, like the shadow yeah, of yeah. my finger. But that's it, right? It's definitely cloud versus opaque. It smells light, light citrusy, um, kind of sharp, but pretty light. Mm. So it's a distinct note, but it's not like in your face. Cool. It is, I would say, a two out of five of bubbliness. Even though there <laughs> was quite a bit of head um, on the palate, like it's just it's not that bubbly. Um, it does, I think, have sort of light citrusy lager notes without the sort of nuttiness that often come accompanies them. So mm. um, it's it's really light. Um, I would almost class it as delicate. Ooh, is it two out of five? You'll find out at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, it's nice. It's it's refreshing. Um, it's got a quite light finish, but it lasts a little longer than you'd expect, given that it's just sort of kind of light and inoffensive. Um, mm. it's, it's, I'm I'm less neutral on the inoffensive side. It's just it's what it does. It does it is interesting. It's just not very strong in any sense of the word. Um, that's okay. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, yeah. I will say the bitterness. Ha when everything else wears away, the bitterness sort of has a brief flash of like, oh yeah, this, it's here, it's bitter, before that also fades away. Um, yeah, it's a. It's a it, I don't know if I've ever had a Keller beer before. I definitely didn't mm. recognize it as a type. It's interesting. Um, I would. I see why. Um, it's more about the storage than the. Uh, and the yeast, um, then, then sort of, whether it's made like a lager or an ale, mm -hmm. um, it's quite tasty. But you know, nice. Like, yeah. well, to be honest, Good. if I wanted a light beer, this is what I would mean, not mm -hmm. like a light beer that like the mass producers call, which are just piss water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piss water. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of the beer in GTA? Piss oh, water. Piss piss water. I think it was. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a good segue into games, Lucy. Hey, well yeah, done. Um, we'll we'll come to you first, then, Lucy. What are you what are you bringing to chat about this week? Oh yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Eagleborn. Oh, yeah. I played that. -ish. Yeah, we played that. Well, I finished it. Adil, you've got a few levels in. Yeah, a few. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not a long game, which um, some people say to its detriment. I would be like, oh, 
I like short games. Yeah. But yeah. even so, it's I did feel like it. it yeah, it, it did cut off a bit sharply. I was like, oh, even I was surprised because I knew it was a short game going into it, but even I was surprised um, just how quickly it ended. But um, we'll get into that a bit later. But yes, the deal. It is a. 3D puzzle game? That puzzle platformer? Puzzle platformer, yeah. I mean, I'd they're... say it's mostly platformer. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, the puzzles revolve around traversal mainly because it's like a. Is it MC Escher? That's the name they do. Yeah, it? sort of. Yeah. It's about perspective and hmm. like. Like basically, um, if there's. You're on these like little. Most of the time, these like. For lack of a better term, like these little moons or like mm. small 3D shapes that you need to walk around. But like if it's a sharp edge, you'll fall off. But if it's a ramp, then that means you'll wrap around and then you're then suddenly you're upright on the next level. And sometimes, so it, it, it's basically a lot of platforming and puzzling on trying to navigate to get to the end goal with a certain amount of things. Yeah, you collect like little orbs and you yeah. have to put the orbs onto platforms and then those will um, lower barriers or open up new areas. And yeah, that's pretty much the crux of the game. It doesn't really change that much um, from start to be to start to end. Um, so it is very much centered around that whole traversal mechanic. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's, it, it, I'm surprised nobody's really done this much more. I think game called The Bridge was something similar. Mm. It definitely had that MC Escher like kind of style and mess with perspective and you know being upside down one one second and then being upright the next. But yeah, it's it, it's not something that you'd think it more, you know, indie developers would do it, but it's not really that, seen that much. But do you know what it reminds me of? Mm. Uh, and I, I know I've spoken about this oh like a hundred odd episodes ago um which was one of the first first psn games mm -hmm. uh eco chrome yeah I, I i thought he was gonna mention that yeah i mean in, in eco chrome it was much more about like um the camera perspective and like lining up um elements so it looks like they connected from your perspective even yeah. when there was a gap or drawing a hole such that you fall down onto another path platform so it's much more like a traditional platformer but the key was you were moving the camera and yeah. this is like okay modern platformers tend to have these worlds and the and you're not so much the camera isn't you, you're the person and what if you could what if you were doing the moves around such that the perspective changes how things mm. go but it's mm -hmm. very much in that idea of sort of lining things up and and thinking about the structure of the world you're in mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, in this case, it's like, where are the transition points so I can solve the puzzle? Yeah. How do I get over here? Like, I see a glowing orb over here, um, over here, and I have to jump over a thing. But before that, in order to jump on that thing, I need to be on the right sort of flat surface of the thing above it, such that it counts as a jump. Where gra Because when the perspective changes, the gravity also changes. So if I'm mm -hmm on the top of the thing, and then I take a ramp down to the side of the thing. Now if I walk off that side, I'm going to fall sideways, not downwards. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So it, it's not just a case in like, you know, um, so I've kind of got the a picture of kind of like the scene in Labyrinth in my head where Jared's got the baby and he's and Sarah's trying to chase him through. And he's kind of, he walks, um, you know, up the stairs 
and then mm-hmm. he just kind of rotates around and goes back underneath them yeah. and is able to then just... So is it like that, or does it kind of... Does it? Yeah. Does the whole perspective, as you kind of oh. change, does everything kind of shift with you, or is there some kind of... What do you have to do to get that, that transition onto a different sort of plane? Well, as Adil said, it's usually when it's a curved surface. So, mm. pitching you just... It is... Well, it's free. It's a a very, like, you're very zoomed out from the levels. It is a very, like, you're not playing a lot from, like, a first-person point of view. It's a third-person, like, you're playing this little, little, um, it's very ethereal kind of, like, looking person that's got... You're basically a white stick person with a little more depth. Yeah, Mm. with, like, you can see, like, the circulatory system, um... I think that's part of the narrative. I'll get into the narrative later. But anyway, you've seen it from like a, quite a zoomed out play. Yeah. Um, so you can see that. And you can see like most of the level. So it's okay. like... It is... I wouldn't say it's quite puzzle boxy. It's a bit It's a bit more zoomed in than that. But it, it's a lot... Oh, I can see where things are. And I can see where these ramps... You eat yeah. These ramps are to in order to change um, planes and levels. Go 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 on that curved ramp and then be have a different gravitational pull. So mm. it, it's it's very hard to explain. I think I did a good job at the start, but it's because I've played it. It's like oh yeah yeah that sounds right. But if you haven't played it, you probably <laughs> might have to watch. So I can't remember. Trailer, just... but it's, you instantly you instantly get yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so the big thing is I can't remember if. If Jared had dropped the baby in that scene in Labyrinth, would it have fallen to the stair he was on or fallen down from the general perspective? Um, and so the big move that we're trying to describe is whatever is locally the ground to you is the direction you'll fall yeah. as you move through these planes or mm-hmm. around these objects. And so um, that sort of second or third level becomes really important to like figure out how to move between sort of the floating boxes um i know they're not boxes but like or like there's a waterfall how do you fall and get the orb on the way down without falling to your death you have to figure out the angle you the the plane you can move from bottom to top to bottom on that's how and hit that sort of spot where the thing is and so that a lot of at least the early part of the game is just working out where these transitions are where the Mm. orbs are and how you can and pathing yeah, and so, and the in the trickier parts, at least after first uh, when they introduced the jumps, it was like ah shit, wait what? Because <laughs> uh, of course, uh, I mean that's why I think exploring was really helpful because as you, it's easier to visualize like okay, this is a drop from here to here mm-hmm. when you're actually up on sort of the the top that makes that drop make sense. While when you're just sort of looking at the structure, like I have no mm-hmm. idea how to get there, and I'm not I mm-hmm. I won't, don't immediately see that. I could wrap around this part and then drop down. Like it's, it's it's enough moving parts in the sense of like variables rather mm-hmm. than actual moving parts. It's a bad metaphor. Um, that you that it, it at least triggered some like move around it, moving around mm-hmm. rather than because like you do see a lot of it from that camera angle from the start. So it could potentially have been a, okay. This is just a series of things I have to do, but there's enough things that you don't immediately see the line. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's got a nice-looking art style. Um, music's pleasant enough. Um, th- there was, 
I think I think they're trying to tell an overall narrative that was quite abstract and heavy heady that I I wasn't too interested in to be honest. Okay. I, I I mean, keep me playing the game. Yeah, it's like the puzzles is what I'm looking for in a game like this. And, um, it's only achieved that very well because yes, the puzzles were. I think I played it mostly in probably one sitting, so the puzzles weren't mm. engaging enough and um, interesting enough, and it was just fun, like you know, banging your head against the wall. It's like, how do I get to that orb? And you know, figuring it out, and just like, oh, I have to go here, and then activate this platform and then that'll move there and then I can run across that plane and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's a really nice puzzle game. It's I mean if if you're one of those people I shouldn't say one of those people, if if you're concerned about oh I want to get as much bang for my buck, then maybe I think this is probably about eleven pounds from what I can remember. Just double checking that. Yeah, we we kindly got sent codes, um from the publisher and developers altered matter um but but yeah it's probably about i probably spent about three four hours with it yeah um as i said i was a bit surprised how quickly and abruptly it ended it's like oh i could have done with you know a few more of these worlds i think there's about five in total um oh really yeah oh okay. so yeah so that's the furthest really... i've gotten in a game in ages <laughs> yeah your world cuts halfway, probably. So um, <laughs> it's it's currently fourteen twenty four. Fourteen twenty four. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. I'm glad also that it doesn't overstay its welcome. But it could have went on for a bit longer. But hey, short games. I like short games. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, um. The one thing I did sort of get a little frustrated with which, um, <clears throat> was the camera. Oh, okay. So, like, it gives you this idea that you could... So, the first level is quite small. Mm. And so it's really easy to sort... So, like, I just said, like, what I like it, liked about the sort of middle levels, mm -hmm. the, the last ones I played, was that even if you saw everything, you wouldn't immediately see the path. Mm -hmm. But also... I didn't like the camera is kind of restrictive like it's really doesn't give you a lot of uh, options of movement you're kind of it doesn't rotate oh, that much yeah, so yeah. it's kind I of I don't know if that's by design so as to get you exploring I and looking around it didn't around. feel like that cuz yeah, like even on that the weeks. first level it was kind of like um yeah like, like you could only kind of shift so much mm -hmm. even when the game is trying to show you you can do this other thing mm. it felt really restrictive cuz it's like I don't want to be ex like, because you're triggering me to explore in an interesting way, I don't want to feel trapped in exploring because that's detracting from this good move you've done. And it really does... It, yeah, I remember now, yeah. Yeah, because I f finished it a few weeks ago. I, I remember now that, yeah, th there was... You just wanted the camera to give just a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, it, it seemed like it hit its periphery too early. Um, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. Do you think they did that on purpose? Yeah, because I'm trying to, because it was definitely an issue for me at some point. I can't remember if in the later levels that made sense. I, I can't remember. Mm. Honestly, can't remember. It's been a few weeks and <laughs> a few games since then. So, but yeah, I remember that being an issue. But maybe, maybe play play through a bit more of it and 
maybe evaluate uh, your opinion. Maybe maybe you're right. I can't remember, but um, yeah, he controls well otherwise. And um, mm. in a game that's doing you know these things in like a three D space, the camera works on the whole. It may be a little restrictive, but uh, it's not all over the place. Oh, that's good. Um, what did um, what did you both play it on? Switch. Switch. Mm. Which is a perfect platform for it. Oh, I was just saying, it's great. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, and like even on the small screen of the Switch and the zoomed-up perspective, you you never lost track of no. what thing was or where you are. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a great little Switch game. Mm-hmm. Um, now Everything I can't. Is. Everything <laughs> I can't remember. We used we started doing a thing with Steam reviews a few months yep. ago. Mm. Was it looking at the bad ones and talking about them? Is that what yeah. it was? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure before I'm like, and then this happened because I, I actually brought up some Steam reviews. Nice. Um, first of all, it's uh, there are not a lot of reviews. Um, okay. It's a small uh, game. Though. People probably played it on Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this isn't a game that jumps out. Um, so, oh dear. Um, so there is no a, a, bad a, reviews. Oh, there are definitely bad reviews. Although one of them is really <laughs> funny. Oh, um, the one is uh, by user Noah, who says twenty-seven minutes to finish the game. Oh and well, then, he's Noah's very clever. <laughs> and then the developer responds with. Hi, sorry you didn't like the game. However, half an hour is really not the normal completion time for a first-timer at all. As you need to know every single solution and shortcuts by heart to complete it in that time, then 27 minutes is really odd to us since not even the best speedrunners we've seen get to that mark. Did you maybe follow a walkthrough speedrun video or find some kind of bug or something? Please leave us a message if you want to talk about this. Did you respond? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, and I was yeah, like, that... yeah, that's a great response. You guys are awesome. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... If you're if you're a savant, then maybe, but um, or a developer who made the game, yeah. maybe. But, yeah. but um, yeah, you're not gonna finish this in half. Couple hours. I mean, yeah. If you, I'd say two hours minimum. Yeah. Mm. yeah so um, uh, so there's a couple of long ass ones. Uh, just pick the uh, just just crib main. just crib the main points. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll... This person says, I don't recommend it for the following reasons, and I'll just gloss over, like, but number one is fixed perspective, uh, okay. which isn't actually true. It's not a fixed one, though. You have free <laughs> movement over the camera. Yeah, I mean, you this don't is... have a lot of movement, <laughs> but, like, this is my complaint, but in a dumb way. Um, so they said, in fact, the fixed perspective is kind of confusing. It's obvious that everyone can turn around to look at his, his, her back in reality. While in either born, it's impossible or takes a lot of effort to observe what is behind the avatar. What? I can't see what's behind my back. It takes like, me a lot of effort to see yeah, what's behind my back. I'm, I'm, I'm not an owl. <laughs> I was like, this is why I said, what? Because that, that's not true. Let's and move also, on. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just for, just for our, just for our video viewers, how far around can you turn your head? Not very far. 
for our view, I was just say for our, our video viewers, like everyone else does. You're saying our audio viewers are too dumb to understand. <laughs> we don't know how to. We can't look at their back. Man, that's not no, how it's you very make visual. It's a very visual thing to see how far um, I can turn my neck around. So, then Ted is rotating um, on 360 yeah. uh, rows. It's the exercise. <laughs> okay, so there are there are four points, five points, but that's okay. Second one was confusing control because of the fixed perspective, which I don't think it's not fixed. Resident Evil. No. Yeah, for a player without a handle like me, wait for. For player without a handle like me, I'll feel frustrated to control the avatar with just WASD. Without a handle? Does he mean controller? Yeah. I yeah. think something's auto-corrected, perhaps. Mm. I can, yeah, probably. Can, usually I can change my perspective with the mouse. Like mouse. However, the mouse is useless. Oh, I think someone, oh. someone's got an input problem then, because there's no yeah. way there's no camera They're control. Just, yeah, because um, yeah, you use WASD with camera control. Yeah. Yeah, um, mean, me, meaningless wandering. I must complain about the meaningless long corridor in both level section and inside the level. It's it wastes my time. Uh, it's not really that long, mate. Yeah, know? I was just gonna say it's so. So <laughs> the, 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 the main story bit for for Ben and the listeners' edification is like you're going up this weird tree and you're opening and like you're going up a weird branch and unlocking another path up the tree, basically. Roughly. Okay. Um, and so like between levels, you have to. Walk up the path and then choose to enter level two. It takes less than thirty seconds. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. It takes longer to open a door in God of War than it does to. I was going to say, do you that. think they complained about having to run around that little loop in God of War when you went right. through the fucking oh, God. Yeah. whatever it's fucking called? They probably threw went that between place realms, out the like, window. Oh, yeah. I've got to be this person like does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is mostly just reading this for making fun of the other person. Uh, they also were like lack of contents, only five levels, five levels to support your I do not know what it is about story. Too few contents for the price. Also, the story for the game is just painting the lily. Uh, a good so story for <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> I think they mean gilding the lily. Um, a good story should lead player to reveal the aim of the game. However, the story is totally unrelated to the content. So it's subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can I can certainly agree with those points. It is very short. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the story is very abstract. Yeah. But um, as I say, the, these are standard things. I mean, when you're leaving a review, then yes, maybe you should. I won't get into the whole Steam reviews, user reviews yeah, yeah. things. But if you're leaving for a review, then yes, and you're leaving feedback for players who are looking to pick pick this up, then yes, they're absolutely right. Um, they just weren't sticking points for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, like, la the, the last thing they said was, oh, which I find hilarious, hmm. long animation after each interaction. Each time I interact with light balls, I have to stop to wait for finishing watching some animations trying to demonstrate what has changed. It is... Such but that's a short game animation. design. But it's yeah. like it's, it's like yes, this over you've you've action reaction. Yes, you've interacted with this. Therefore, the game needs to show you what it did. And it's literally like the ball comes off the ground you. and like <laughs> spins around you and shrinks, and then just sort of is over your shoulder or something like that. Yeah, but and smaller. I think that's what about like it's like a, it's like a two second or less, not even yeah, like animation. But it's like. Oh, so 
you it's like hitting a switch in any game or something like that and then not showing you what actually happened just like oh i hit a switch what did that do the camera um, doesn't pan over to see the the door lift up it's like um nah, I just I, i've also re i've also decided that this segment is now called steam <laughs> getting steamy in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was, this was a good idea in practice, maybe not for... <laughs> I mean, so, so I purposely... Oh I, I purposely you, you picked the, mm, the I most... I purposely picked this specific bad review because okay. it, it, it touched on things we had spoken about, but mm, it was yeah. also a bad Steam review because it's a Steam <laughs> review. Um, But, I mean, yeah, so I think the consensus... So they obviously had some controller issue for the first two points. It mm -hmm. took me a second to figure out... They, they somehow the mouse wasn't doing what it should do, um, but um, but the other points are, are similar, right? The I mean, people do like good right? Steam reviews. They're just yeah. hard to get to because, yeah. like, I'm just looking at there's this, there's this game called Dark, and it's like I've I've seen that game for like last few months, and it's like oh that's interesting. I was like oh it came out. Was that Dark and for the queue? Yeah, and all yeah. the reviews are just like, oh, they didn't sell out to Epic, oh, this game's mm. great, and it's like... Oh, for fuck's sake, really? I just want to know what the game is, you know? I just want to know what it's... Do you it's think just... Epic's going to every indie developer? Do you think... I guarantee you, if they could have, they probably... Like... They got enough money to... Yeah, but I'm like... <laughs> I'm like saying they didn't sell out to Epic, so this is great. It's like a presuming they had a chance to sell out and chose out. Well, they, so did, they did, they did. They did. Epic did. Supposedly, supposedly they were, uh, the developer was approached. It's like uh, one guy as well that developed it yeah. right over a few years. Um, he was approached by Epic and, and he said, yeah, I'd love to have it on your store, but I don't want it to be exclusive. Mm -hmm. And supposedly from, a, no. from a post that he that the, the, the developer brought out um, he said as soon as he'd said he didn't want to be exclusive they, uh, I don't know the exact wording, I'm, I'm massively paraphrasing or pulling from kind of what I've um, what I've heard, um, they turned around and said well maybe you can't be on our store or you won't be sort mm -hmm. of you know prominent on our front page or something, mm. you know the no, idea that what, if they don't sign up that they're kind right. of stifling the developer or, or putting sort of uh, blocks in their way so maybe they're not Quite oh, yeah, as you, successful yeah. in the store, sort of thing. You know, it's either us or kind of you know nothing type yeah. thing. I mean, it, it, way way. You, yeah. You're not allowed versus we won't highlight you on the store because I mean, yeah, if I was running a store, I would put no. my front pages in my exclusives. No, yes, I mean it's the tone. It, it, I would say, but also the tone of making that explicit is strong arming, regardless. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was a like, case of like they said, oh, if you if you. It, if you come to our store, you you can't, can't go to Steam, and that yeah. was it. And he chose Steam over that because he had already announced the release date, and he was like, "I mean, that's I right." And he keep said my that word. it was coming to Steam. Genuine. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I mean, and that's, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem with that, and I have yeah. no problem with people take you know the, the inverse of that. If you had taken the deal, it's just that I. Can I yeah. just want to see a genuine review that isn't, yeah, screw Epic. Like, for <laughs> God's sake, people. You might want to know what, what the game actually is. is. Yeah. The game could be ass, but I yeah. wouldn't know because it's got, like, overwhelmingly positive yeah. reviews. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is this is helpful. This Because you can 
vote you can review a review is this helpful right. is this funny oh yeah i mean and this everything is why, because it's basically everyone... why i i'm tickled by using steam reviews at this particular mm. point in time. i i do i do find some of them useful though like yeah like yeah i want to know what this oh, game but is. also like unless it's like but one it's of these controversial game. games i find mm. the very positive and like 2000 reviews like is there's a good indicator that this game i'm interested in, i should look further into versus if it's mixed or negative well if it's negative i don't trust that it hasn't been review bombed mm-hmm. yeah if it's mixed i will lo- actually look down in the reviews and then within like i would say less than five minutes you get yeah. a sense for what's going on yeah you mm-hmm. usually get a sense even before going to steam yeah. if you're gonna like the game or what it's about but um yeah, just for that extra, more granular detail. Yeah, that some like things like generally like the camera's usefully. kind of annoying, and I mm. and some people will be okay with that, and some people yeah. really won't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. So that that's sort of rounds out quite a good um, chat on Etherborn, and ooh. a little bit on Steam versus Epic. <laughs> Seems like every conversation could be linked in with that that we're ever going to have. So let's have another beer, and then let's ooh. talk you about Steam anyway. versus <laughs> Epic. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Let's just. We're going to take this moment to announce the tanked up store, not the out of live store, but the tanked up store, (laughs) which will only serve exclusives with a fifty percent to developer and fifty percent to us, and we will do none of the marketing or any of the hosting or anything because we don't have the infrastructure. (laughs) But it's a better deal for you. Not really. Epic offer eighty-eight (laughs) percent, not fifty. Yeah, but oh, think yeah, of all the bad it, yeah. publicity they'd get by going to Epic. True, true. Also, yeah. mm. But we're indie. We're so indie it hurts. <laughs> Why can't we're... I sign a deal with Epic? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like some money. Oh shit, man. Hey. We should approach them to be the official podcast of the Epic Store. <laughs> Do you... Shall we? We talk How about them enough. you want to be doxxed? Yeah, after I've... Uh... <laughs> After I've uh, had my criticisms of them, yeah. We'll just, yeah. We just might tell them to go into the archive. It's that's a, that's I will right. happily say the Epic Games store is the most fully fleshed out amazing store on the internet <laughs> if they reverse a dump truck of money to my front door. It's got all the features <laughs> you need, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, other other like... stores are just over encumbered with features, yeah, obviously. It's like to be fair, it has features. games. That you can it buy does. and then download. Fez was Fez is free now. Yeah, yeah it is. The yeah. last and inside next month. Yeah, it, you know what's great that I own all these games yeah. and then I don't have to play them all the game. Before. Um, but it does bring up a, it does bring up a, a, a kind of an important uh, conversation about that we've had previously, like about digital libraries and things like mm-hmm. that, and actual ownership and and stuff mm-hmm. and. Why wouldn't you take all of the free games just in case oh, yeah. one of your yeah. other libraries kind of crash? But we won't talk about that now. We're going to talk oh, about this. They're all getting downloaded. I mean, to be fair, so, so now I'm getting to the point it. where I, there are games that I didn't, um, that I bought even though I knew I wouldn't play because, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little peer pressure FOMO. Then got for free on the Humble Bundle, regretted the purchase, and now I'm getting for free on the Epic Store. It's yeah. like, okay, so six, six to eight months after it comes out, if it's a if it's sort of a darling, I'll get it on Humble. And yeah. like, eh, a year later, I'll get it on Epic, apparently, like that? Mm. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I think Epic are only giving free games away for 2019. Yeah. 
What? So after that, that will, they're not given. So that will stop. Yeah, I think after uh, the United States. So I think that's what they said. <laughs> but I, sus- I suspect it won't be that because they're making such big deals. Like if I were them, maybe. I think that's a lot of people are going and hitting get free game and then looking around and maybe buying a thing. Yeah. But like, if mm-hmm. I'm gonna get like Mike Bithell's next game, I'm gonna give away one of his old ones. Or ramp and keep doing that. Like that's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, that just makes marketing sense. Yeah. And if they yes. if they yeah. let go of the free game thing while there's still animosity towards the store, mm. they've they fucked up. And they again, they have the coffers, and I think it's a way that they could um, sell it to developers. Is like part of the push for your new game will be I'm giving away your old game. Yeah, and that's like, definitely being the case. You know. Yeah, so it would be really dumb if they didn't. I get why they said that for 2019, but I don't think it was a definitive stop so much a we guarantee we'll give, you know, games away. I tried playing mm. Hyperlight Drifter on it. It didn't work. Um, oh really? No, oh. not Hyperlight Drifter. Transistor. I wanna oh. play Hyperlight Drifter. Um, Transistor. The uh, the control inputs on yeah. the controller just stopped working. Oh shit. After really? like 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I, battery? I don't know. Hmm? Is it battery? No. Um, something to do with good old PC gaming. Yep. That yeah, thing that I don't do. So it's mm, I might feel... What did I play? Whatever I played Subnautica on, that might have been Epic Store. And I think that had an issue with me using the um, control pad, and I used mouse and keyboard in the end. I think. Really. So oh, maybe it's a, on a game. Like whereas Hades, I've been using mm-hmm. a control pad to play. So yeah. maybe it's just it's it's you know per game, I guess. Yeah, yeah and guess where I looked for info? Um, Steam. On Steam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Steam Epic does, does have, not have any community. Yeah. I mean, Steam also does a lot of interesting things now on controller wrapping and input schemes, mm. such that like like big picture mode is the primary to, primary way to do and configure that. But such that you can have alternate control schemas that aren't necessarily set in the application. Mm-hmm. They're set before the application because Steam's yeah. sort of sitting in the middle. And that's a thing that if you are a PC gamer who uses controllers is a legitimate set of uh, options me. that just aren't on other... It's yeah. not on GOG, it's not on Origin, it's not on Uplay, right? Like, it, this is a thing that um, it's easy to forget that Steam is sort of optimized. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's uh, despite all its um, negatives, it's a good place to play PC games, turns I prefer yeah, Wari games. Fuck PC games. Oh, <laughs> What right, are you drinking? Let's talk ben, about some beers. Beer. Yeah, yeah. Beers, beers, beers. I am drinking uh, a beer from Boundary, and I believe it's called Baron, but they've their font has got lines underneath O's, and the R's have got crosses through them and things. I believe it's called Boundary, uh, called Baron from Boundary. Boundary is a cooperative brewery owned by its members. The Northern oh, wow. Irish beer scene is growing. We thought that was worth celebrating, so we brewed a dipper with our friends from the Condensation. Um, Kill Keel Beer Hut. It's a dipper with milk, sugar, and a 22 grams per litre dry hop of Galaxy, Mosaic, and Citra. And then just at the end it says, boom. Okay. It's 8%. There we go. It's 8%. Lucy, mm. what are you drinking? I'm drinking a beer from Cloudwater and White Frontier Brewery. Um, it's a 
double dry hopped pale ale, which was brewed in collaboration with our friends White Frontier from Martigny, Switzerland. As a twist on their own hazy pale ale, FWT, don't know what FWT stands for. Um, it's brewed to have a big. Yeah. Yeah, is that what FTW means? Yeah, for the win. Sorry. That, Sorry. My dumb joke um, wasn't supposed to like derail you that bad. No, because I've seen FTW yeah. before. I just don't know what it means. For the win. Okay, yeah. that's new. <sighs> what does yeet mean? Uh, it means to throw something exuberantly. So it started with a vine um, of of a girl in a high school um, hallway, and she literally just like I think it was a water bottle or something, and she just goes yeet and then throws it in the middle. And just throws it. <laughs> okay. So yeet means to just hurl yeah, something. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're yeeting something, you're just like fucking <laughs> tossing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Look, uh today. This has been the meme. The memes. The meme corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is where I people heard, come for their yeah. kids. I heard, yeah. Yeah, they, I heard they, someone they at come. work call it a meme. Oh. Or whatever. Yeah. Or a meme? <laughs> I think she said meme. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's brutal to have a big body at session strength with a Moorish juicy finish. And is single hopped with citra to deliver bright flavors of fresh citrus fruits. Aroma and flavor fresh navel orange, pink grapefruit, lime, and orange zest. Light resinous notes. Body is medium bodied, juicy, and soft with a finish that dries only slightly. Aftertaste very light resinous bitterness, lingering notes of juicy orange and lime. Hmm. Um, doesn't really have an oh sorry it's called forever wanted togetherness gosh that's deep and yeah. it is or just really sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it is 4.5 percent like and it's, it's weak so it's not even like you can drown that so <laughs> yeah god um i'm while you, uh, you i'm think. drinking another from hofbrau kaltenhausen and this is the edition Servinia, which is based in Italy, I think. Uh, okay. It is um, a farmhouse saison-ish thing. I had to Google around it because I can't read the Austrian. Um, mm. It is a solid uh, 7.1%. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's malts. Uh, malts note is 1 out of 5. It's spritzer I... It's bubbles. <laughs> Hold on. I was just going to nip to the loo, but I need to hear this uh, Austrian. <laughs> uh, it's bubbles are four. It's bitter is uh, two out of five. And it's fruitigkeit is... That's my Dutch. You can just hear it. It's not right. Definitely not Austrian. Uh, it's fruitiness, I'm assuming, is a full five. So four bubble, five fruit, two bitter, and one malt. Bitter, I don't know. I like, didn't uh, pretty much all of the beers you've had from this box have had this, uh, have had the scales on. Yeah, you know, see, so so this these two are from a different brewery, but the other um Yeah, the other one uh also had those. Um yeah. I don't know if it's a bottling thing. I'm sure it's not a legal thing, but it must be like a 
all the craft brewers have sort of jumped on board with this, or at least um, mm. oh, oh, no, 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 no. It is very bubbly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a treat for you YouTubers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let that settle. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. A good idea. I feel like I should wait for Lucy to come back before I describe my beer, but I'm not going to. I'm going to tell good, everyone what saying. it looks like first. Uh, look at the, Jesus, the murk on this. Look at all that murk. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of this slightly <laughs> off yellowy, orangey, almost egg yolk kind of mm. colour. Um, I think... Killed a bunch of people in Nicaragua in the 80s. That's how, how much of a murk it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's got a nice light nose to it. But it's kind of... I don't know, there's not much there, really. I kind of expect something bigger for a, for a double IPA, especially with mm. saying that it's been dry hopped with Galaxy, Mosaic, and Citra. I don't know about the... 22 grams per litre, if that is a big amount, a small amount, I'm not really not really sure. But the nose is quite light. But in the in the flavour, that is that is just juice. It's all juice. Mm. Look at that murk, Lucy. Murk. That's just and, pure filth. And you're getting What am I getting? I, th I think the other beer kind of gave me a little bit sort of mango-y um, mm. kind of flavours mm. as well, along with that orange. And I'm thinking that maybe that's lasted a little bit with this, perhaps. Um, mm. you know, it's given me a light bitterness sort of towards the end. Not not massive. Um, getting a little bit of the alcohol come through. Not much at all, but just that slight hint towards the end. But it's, it's full of full of fruity flavor and again not too stewy but it's getting there mm -hmm. but it's kind of a bit at least for me at the moment a bit indiscernible really hmm. i can't quite pick any individual fruit out <coughs> it's just kind of this mash of the sweet mash. fruit yes Yes, um, that's, that's maybe how they made it. They just put it all in. They just mashed it all down. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it's just not particularly tart. It's not particularly sweet. Not like berry or melon. It's just kind of fruit. I mean, yeah, for, <laughs> it, there, there is a there is a slight. It, it does edge more towards the sweeter side of things, um, but that that's brought back down by that sort of that bitterness. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know that sweetness is maybe a leftover element from the eight percent as well. Um, that right. sweetness kind of yeah. goes from a little bit fruity to a little bit more kind of alcoholic, sort of towards the end, um, just before the bitterness kicks in. But but it looks like juice, mm. man. It is. It is mm. super, super juice. But I may, I may be able to pick things out more as I'm. Yeah, yeah. It. So I'm going to jump to the, us to... later once yeah. you've uh, had some time to climb. Absolutely. Yeah. So Lucy, mm. I'll jump to you and the cloud water. Yeah. When I poured it, what well, that... is? There's like no head. It's it's yeah. more opaque and more orange juice like than Ben's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when I, I just got this out of the fridge, I knew it was cloud water, but didn't know what mm. type of beer it was. And I poured it, and I was like. Oh, there's no head on it. I looked back at it and was like, oh, there's no head on 
Um, and then I smelt it, and it's got that lime zest, and I was like, is this oh. a sour? Is this a sour? And I read it, and I was like, oh, it's not a sour. It's got lime it's in pale. it. Yeah, it's a pale, yeah. double dry hot pale, pale ale. Um, because it smelt like uh, that mojito beer that we had. What? Oh, the mead hito. Yeah. Mm. yeah, the mead hito. Ah, yes. That's what it smells like. Not as really? white as limey, but yeah, it's on there. It's got a little bit of fruit, a little bit of uh, citrus on the nose as well. But yeah, I was like, it's like a sour. Doesn't taste like one though. Okay. It's got a lot of lime in it. Definitely, you can definitely. But not super lime tart? It cuts through. No, but it's not tart. So it's like the citrusy lime rather than like the soury lime. For sure. No. It's still got that. I mean, it said on the can that it's Moorish. It doesn't. Slightly dank, slightly malty, bready um, mm. taste to it as well. Um, the lime's quite nice in it because, yeah, it doesn't have that sourness to it, but it does have like that nice, refreshing, um, like bit of pep to it um, that you can taste the lime in. It's not, mm. it's not too bitter on it. It's quite fruity. It's not bitter at all on the end, and yeah, it's 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 not very hoppy. It's quite soft. It's quite smooth. Um, mm. It is, it's not quite all the way juiced, but it's not got a lot of carbonation in it. Um, as you can tell with very lack of head on it. Um, so it, it, it is just like juice, but it still retains that beery quality, maybe from the malt, maybe from, well, you know, that little bit of moorishness. Uh, it's 4.5. Okay. So it's very light, but, um. The body's still, it's not thin, you're still getting like decent medium body, so yeah, which the can might have, yeah, it even says medium body, so it's it's a weird beer, beer to think about it. Um, it looks like a sour, smells like a sour, but it is it's not a traditional pale ale, it's it's like an amalgamation of like so many different things, but mm. it, it works, it, it's really good. Mm. Excellent. Nice. Um, so my beer's head has calmed down. Um, Quite a lot as well. It's good yeah, that it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't stuck around for ages. Yeah, so, so I think that's actually probably a testament to the what's it, four to five bubbles. But like the carbonation is so strong that the head is disrupted by the other bubbles. Because mm -hmm. um, it's still... Reasonably well, actually, it's calmed down quite a bit. Um, I'm getting the same, a very similar, slightly limey uh, nose off of it. Yeah. Um, something I want to. It's not quite floral, but it's like that sort of nose opening. Not quite zesty, but more, somewhere between zesty and floral. That sort of hit of like, oh pleasantness um i think mm -hmm. with the liminess i don't know if that makes sense if it doesn't sorry tastes <laughs> i don't know how else to describe it it's somewhere between zesty and floral like it reminds me of yeah. when i smell a floral beer uh and it reminds me i think probably has some of the liminess of zestiness and it's somewhere in the middle because it's not actually floral saison almost yeah well it's a saison farmer so that makes sense i guess that's oh is it sorry i missed that, I missed yeah. that amongst the german <laughs> it's fine. You, you you managed to get to what I was trying to say in 
concise way based on my inconcise ways. So teamwork. Hey. <laughs> um. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that Lyminus sort of comes and goes. Um, sorry, the, the cat is using the scratching post and this distracting. Um, I'm getting, um, yeah, so the citrus is there. Maybe some other fruit. I'm actually surprised <laughs> that the, um, given how big it I'm surprised it's not, it doesn't actually taste that bubbly mm. after like a minute of sitting. Um, it's definitely, I, I've actually think it has more than whatever. It was like a, you know, whatever the stats were, they were lower on the lower end. There's a bit of a multi backbone. It's not strong, but it's there. And I think that helps knit together all the uh, other tastes. Um, yeah. It definitely has that slightly tarty, bitter. Um, finish sort of a little sweet uh, so, so and but it's offset by the sweetness which i'm assuming is the seven percent alcohol for the most part um mm -hmm. such that it finishes kind of like a saison um but a little sweeter than i'm used to just sort of like it has that familiar finish but then it's like oh it's actually a little sweet yeah uh but other than that i would say the 7% isn't super detectable until the finish, um, and just because having had enough saisons in my day, I'm like, oh, this is sweeter than I would expect given all the other tastes. Mm. Uh, it's a really well-balanced mm -hmm. beer in that respect. Um, I, once that sweetness fades, you get a taste of the malts, um, which is nice. Um, I kind of wish they were more in the forefront before because um, you kind of just lose them from the strength of the other things, and then it's like, oh, I guess this is a bit malty, right right at the finish. Um, but it's it's quite tasty. Um, yeah, that's basically all I need to say about this one for now. Nice. nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, I just want to make a quick correction on my beer. I said it wasn't really that hoppy. Um, it is hoppy. Uh, okay. And mixed that with like the li nice limes there. It's pretty good. Hmm. Um I think it's because the previous beer was just like so hoppy in your face, hoppy. Why well, I didn't mm. pick up on it uh, straight away, but it's got a nice bit of hoppiness to it. Nice, nice. A good note to add as well. Mm. Um, so uh, I kind of it would have been good to have done this in a slightly different order and gone off of the back of Lucy's beer as being an amalgamation of kind of different styles and things because what I wanted to talk about this week was um we just had um gamescom where mm -hmm. several games were shown off several games were announced and one that kind of caught my eye was a game called disintegration which mm -hmm. was a um a first person shooter where it, it's not a traditional first person shooter you're on a hover bike so it seems interesting in the way that kind of like movement is slightly different or at least perspective and how you view the battlefield and things are are slightly different in that first person shooter element but it's also like a tactical strategy game and you have a supporting mm -hmm. squad with you and you're giving commands to the squad to do certain things from this kind of 
overview almost you know you're it's still a first person view but you're kind of above the action and you can kind of direct people where you want them and to look at different enemies or target different enemies and approach different encounters in different kinds of ways and from what's been shown i thought that that was really uh, a really good example of, of a game kind of trying to mix in two different genres and trying to kind of get to you know two different things and, and, and pull them together to create something a little bit more unique. Um, mm. it, it's one of the things I really liked about Mutant Year Zero last year, that it had those kind of stealthy um, exploration kind of elements and then it turned into a kind of a, a, a tactical turn-based uh, game. Yeah. And I'm finding that actually these are the kind of things that are, are interesting to me at the moment. Games that kind of bring, that maybe you think are one genre, but bring in a few different elements from something else to give you quite a unique experience. Um, and I wondered, just for, um, you know, we're not going to spend long on this, but you guys might spend long because you might have to think about it a bit. But if you could kind of pick two different genres to kind of be put together in a game... What would you want to see? Are there kind of two things that really jump out at you that you think would fit really well that you haven't seen before? Or are there things that you uh, have seen before and just have really good examples of games where you're like, this actually does these two things really well? Hmm. Hmm. I've got one. I've got one. Yes. Uh, you've got, got one, all right. 2D Metroidvania platformer mixed with a point-and-click adventure. Oh, I like that. <laughs> okay. And it's actually good, because when you're thinking about amalgamations, my mind to a game called The Fall. Um, I don't know if you have played it. Rings a vague um, bell. If I it, it was, look like, it up. I think it came out in like 2014, 15, the first okay. episode. Ah, yes. The Dead yeah. Times. Yes. <laughs> it had, um... Yeah, it had... It was, it was like a... 2D action platformer. Yeah, of course, of course you do. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a 2D action platformer where you're playing like uh, this AI. It's a really interesting story as well. But it's like it's you basically crash land on this uh, this oh, planet, life. and you're. You, does it ring a bell? I think so. Is this the one where you have weird clones, or am I thinking of a different game with a similar aesthetic? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the Swapper. The Swapper, yes. I think yeah. you might be thinking of yeah. the Swapper. I think they came around at the same time. The, they both had, you were a character with a glowing face. In a <laughs> yeah. 2D platform. Yes. Forgive yes. me for misremembering no, which glowing face <laughs> robot game you were thinking of from 2014. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, so so this glowing face, you don't you don't make cloney things, you... No, you, you crash land on this planet and... Um... To, to cut it short, um, you're an AI. Your suit is an AI because, because basically the pilot crash landed on this planet and mm. um, the unconscious, and then the AI is alive. And uh, the AI has to basically keep breaking down boundaries to allow her to get her pilot to safety. So it's like, oh, um, usually, like, it's kind of, like, you know, who's it? Like, Asimov, the free laws of. Yeah. Robots. Yeah. Um, you you're having to break these boundaries, like oh, I have to put my pilot in danger in order to get past this thing, which will eventually 
make me get closer to my goal in helping him. Mm. Um, and it's about keep pushing those boundaries. It's got like this. It's got a bit of combat in it. It's got like point and click uh, sensibilities, and it's also a two D kind of Metroidy in the fact that it's like, oh, I'm solving these puzzles going back and forth right. rather mm-hmm. than like traditional Metroid. But yeah, it, it was just an amalgamation of different genres, and it was. The second episode didn't turn out quite as I hoped. I was quite disappointed by it. I think it came out only okay. last year. So, uh, really? But the first episode's definitely worth it. And it ends on a cliffhanger, and if that was just it, the game, then it's like, yeah, great. Really good. Play the first episode. Because cool. you probably have it free at this point. Yeah. Nice. And is that is that kind of it, what what that game does? Is that kind of how you would mix. 2D Metroidvania with with point and click, or have you got something else in your yeah. mind of how that would actually yeah. kind of fit together? Just play Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Just play like um, Hollow Knight. Or what about a third-person puzzle game with stealth mechanics? Oh no! And a bold-headed protagonist. Yeah. In an open world. <laughs> In a semi-open, or just robot dinosaurs in an RPG. I don't think these games exist, Lucy. I don't know. No. I, think, I think this is too far-fetched for yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, oh man! Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh... Cadence of Hyrule from this year is a pretty good example. As, like, uh, like a mashup. Yeah, yeah. music-based yeah. roguelike. Kind I of would thing. like to see a. Trying to think of which genre is best, but like, so JRPGs, like old school ones, have their like turn-based <clears throat> actions. Um, even active time battle is just you know real time, but it's the same idea. Gun yeah, I would, I would love to see different genres sort of take on that. Like whatever your action is, it's kind of in in a turn-based. Yeah, so like you're interacting with the world, but everyone's sort of taking their turn. But you're 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 abusing menus to do all your things. There's some depth to the types of things you can do, but not necessarily. So a bit like uh, what was it? Uh, Undertale, the like a pacifying a pacifist. Oh, kind of Undertale. Okay. Right. I'd yeah. like to see. I'm just trying to think of what type of game. So I, I'd like the idea of doing that. I just can't think of what type of game would be best. The other idea would be, of course, like a fighting game that was done with a turn-based JRPG. So like all the moves were the same, but how you had to do that and execute it. Yeah. It the most painful and annoying, but interesting way of doing <laughs> fighting game rock, paper, scissors. Because everyone has yeah. a t- Then it becomes super strategy-based because you have the time to... The, it's about knowing what the counter move or whatever yeah. the right move is at the time. Not being able to pull off the combo. Yeah, there's a mm. lot of games like that, like that use that. Not necessarily what you said. Like, not many games are like Undertale. Yeah. Use like turn-based in like different genres. Yeah. I mean, like the little bit I played of Transistor, that was very interesting in its turn-based stuff. Um, I was actually playing more turn-based um, before my controller issues started, right. but um. Like there's, I think there's a game called Indivisible or something that's coming out later this year that uses, like, it's sort of like a 2D brawler, like kind of mm. like Streets of Rage kind of thing, but it uses mm. like turn-based stuff as well. So that okay. seems cool. Hmm. Yeah, 
turn-based card battlers this year are mm. very much. So it's actually a the... thing that I, well, I like card games to mm -hmm. do more plotty things. Mm -hmm. So like I like Steam World Quest more than Slay the Spire. Me too. Um, because although I haven't Steam really World given Quest Slay the Spire, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely haven't given Slay the Spire enough time. Which yeah, I don't think it's about it here. Yeah, I think we um, spoke about it last week. Point... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I know that in order to probably speak about it, I need to give it more time because yeah. that's the type of game it is. Mm -hmm. Um, very in depth, but like. I want to play that Dicey Dungeons game, that looks cool. Oh, that one looks really interesting. Yeah, it looks Although like it's something mind. you can finish. Mm. There's a tabletop card game, mm. like a physical card game, based on Street Fighter. Which I saw a YouTube video <laughs> on, which I'm sure you can just find it. Looks bonkers. Mm. Um, in, it, in the exact opposite way we're talking about mashups. But it's like how to capture the move counter system of Street Fighter with... Mm -hmm cards and it's <laughs> it's complex but it seems to kind of get the nuances of high level street fighter play with cards um mm -hmm. but yeah i can't think of anything like nothing jumps straight oh. to mind except for maybe wouldn't it be nice if a bunch of the open world games we that came along had better plot but that's that's just me <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of cards golf mm. it's very good it's a golf game with cards it's a very Ooh. good game Mm. What's that on? I'm sure it's on Android now. It's on yeah. iOS for it's a sure. It's a mobile uh, I, game. Yeah, I spoke about it very start of this year, so it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a very good game. Check that out. It's on Switch oh, now as well. fucking Golf Peaks. <laughs> mm. I talked about that like two weeks ago. Did you? Mm. Was yeah. I not here? Oh. oh did, no. I talk, did I talk about it? Did you? No, did you have that conversation in your head? About it. I did didn't you talk, talk about, about it to yourself. I mentioned it in an article I wrote about three weeks ago. So, or two so weeks ago. So you played it now. Right, yeah, but yeah, because I played it whilst I was on holiday, because it's a really good oh, toilet nice, game. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I played it, mm. I like rinsed it in one, one day, because it was just so... <laughs> mm. I like that game. Yes, yes, mm. absolutely. So... Let's let's move on from our. But you haven't said yours, mate. First person shoot. I'm fucking well into disintegration, mate. I want a first person yeah, shooter yeah, with a tactical squad based was... fucking element. I'm, they're mm. making this game now. That's what yeah. I want. I, I, I didn't know. I wanted maybe it, you but... had a different mm. answer, but that's. Cool. I, have I, been, just I mean, completely I... glazed over that announcement. Um, maybe I should look at it in. Not because I want to play it; it sounds super boring to me. But just, yeah. just, just because I did, I didn't know it had like all those things. I just heard like, was in, is it from the creative Halo? And it, was like, it is, yeah, yeah. Mm, it, is from Halo. Like, it, it looks cool. super kind of Destiny-ish yeah. as well. I, I thought, I thought, I generally thought I conflated the two because I literally just heard that it was like, oh yeah, this from the new base of Halo, and then I thought, oh, is this Destiny speed biking thing? And I thought. <laughs> There was no stop in my brain. Oh no, Lucy! They're talking about a new game, and is this Destiny? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, because I was like, "Is he at Bungie now?" <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I I I start watching that, so I'm gonna check it out again because yeah, even though it's not for me, uh, I didn't know it had that much depth for tactical. Mm. Yeah, Maybe that's yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, away from that. 
there's there's tons of things that kind of like I try and think about thinking like oh I'd really like this oh no that kind of that already does these kinds of things so you know, like city management games but with a slightly more sort of survival element okay no you've mm. you've kind of got banished that exists already or oh, yeah but you can have a new banished well yeah absolutely you can have something else in different settings different buildings and things but it's going to hit those same sort of beats really um, I mean, you know, if you abstract far enough yeah. away, then all games. Are... Come on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good <laughs> science rolling is great. Oh, games are done. This podcast is done. Let's, no. let's finish. Uh, no, Adol, <laughs> we're going to come to you next <laughs> for what you want to discuss this oh, week. Fuck, man, I, I, I totally lost. Uh, what was uh, I going to talk about? I need to go again because. I went to the gym and consumed a lot of water whilst I was there. Good. Excuse me. Yeah. Maybe we'll trim this part while I remember what I about. Um, I, I shared a link. Um, maybe it was about Untitled Gamers. What were they yelling about this time? No, oh, fucking everything, mate. I, I literally can't remember. Um... It depends where it was shared, and this this gives us a good um, segue into uh, everyone go and join our Discord. You can find ah. the link somewhere. Maybe I'll tweet the link out. I'll put it up yeah, on Instagram or something like that. And if you can join our Discord, you can find and join in the conversation, read the articles that we um, we post up about that kind of generally get oh. the conversation going within the groups. Um, uh, we have to and just shoot of, the shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh. And for those of you who enjoy beer, we do have a dedicated beer chat as well, which has a little bit of love every now and again when something comes up. You know, when we shared the the news about Unbarred, um, them going into their own um, their own premises. Um, so yeah. Come oh, I know what Discord. it was. What was it, Adol? Um, well, uh, it was um, the. Uh, so Apex Legends, uh, had, uh, some Iron Crown cosmetic <laughs> items, whatever the fuck that means. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically they, um, they had new skins on the new expansion or whatever, but the only way to get them was by grinding an expensive loot box mechanism, mechanism. um, uh -huh. that's it. Like, the only thing you do is grind uh, on loot box moves. Couldn't you buy them as well? No. You could really? buy the thing <laughs> to get the loot box, from what I recall. Um, and the fans basically were like, I think this is too much loot boxy monetization. Uh, and so they. The response was, okay, fine, you can just buy the thing with the games in world currency, which of course can be bought. For real money mm -hmm. which i think it's so why i want to talk about this one uh is the response call and response which i'll get to in a second but also fuck have we lost the war against loot boxes and stuff <laughs> and microtransactions when the solution is fine just pay us and we'll give you this fake thing for 10 bucks <laughs> sure fine fuck fuck look look what you're making me do you're making me sell you a thing and take your money like mm -hmm. Five years ago, microtransactions were terrible. Now microtransactions are the solution against loot boxes. Shit. Yeah. What has happened? Um, but basically, people were unhappy. Um, 
and well, the uh... official so the studio <laughs> <laughs> right the, the studio said uh they had an apology that basically said they need to be better at letting the players know what to expect and it's been a learning experience for them but then a couple of their developers were like fuck I can't believe how much we got harassed about this. Uh, and so, um, one of them, DK05, basically said things along the lines of, uh, hey everyone, found the dick I was talking about. Guess what? I didn't even read your comment except for the first sentence and last. This kind of garbage doesn't warrant a reply, but lucky for you, I already made a comment about this earlier. Go find it. Uh, which got, uh, uh, you know, like, thousands of negative votes on reddit um oh no someone <coughs> expressed their opinion yeah and oh, wait people do like, that all the time but also he was literally saying hey there was someone i'm not even saying who um who made a comment that wasn't very good and also was already like like the gist of it i had already dealt with so this was a fake complaint or like a mm -hmm. vacuous complaint because we've dealt with it and then someone else was like, yeah, but he called someone a dick, not you in particular. So someone was trying to, like, defend him, and his response was, I think technically I was calling gamers dicks? I don't know. I had a spicy lunch. Feeling it. Um, <laughs> which I really like. Uh, and then, um, I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players were complete asshats to developers, and it was pretty neat. I forged a bunch of long-lasting relationships from back then. It would be awesome to get back there and not engaging with toxic people, asking how high when a mob screams jump is hopefully a start. Um, it was Mass Effect 3 that put us in this mess. Bioware! <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> and then he, and it sort of... He, he, that was a win for the gamers, Lucy, come on. <laughs> yeah. Gamers, um, unite! <laughs> Um, and then he even said, uh, there's a wealth of data available on how monetization works in free-to-play games, and we ourselves have run tests by putting skins on sale in the store. The amount of people who spend is crazy low. Most of y'all are freeloaders, and we love that, and a change in price doesn't move the needle. Um, and, of course, there's a bunch of other stuff, and uh, they sort of... Um, basically, uh, one of his colleagues came in, and a bunch of people were angry, and in the end, the... CEO apologized on behalf of Respawn, stating that they want an open, healthy relationship with our community. Um, Not with those fucking assets, surely. Uh, and these, these assets... <laughs> well, so this is interesting, right? In the Redditor, Redditor Coolout says the studio committed the ultimate, <laughs> ultimate cardinal sin. You got personal. We won't forget this, they wrote. Oh, you, my you've, God. you've set a new tone for the kind of interaction we'll be having with you. You know what's not personal? Sending like, death threats and threatening yeah, family. Like, That's not personal. Not personal. I mean, no, no, no. The, the fucking entitlement uh, is super real when they got some pushback and then couldn't even see that the pushback came from their moves. Like, And, mm. and that was the main tone. Like, I, I looked a little bit of the Reddit. So, so those quotes uh, and stuff were from a Polygon article. Um, but, like... I mean, I was literally just taking the quotes that they had taken. I'm stealing their sourcing, not their um, commentary. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's fucking bizarre to have... So, one, fuck yeah, DK05, wherever you are, I'm glad you... No. You guys are dumb. It used to be better. That's all I'm saying. Like, at yep. least be dumb. Cons like, 
at least don't call me like his the first big tweet that got a lot of hate was fucking answered this like i kind of wish it was a let me google that for you link mm. <laughs> yeah. um but then to have the vitriol for um being obviously unimpressed with these people is so sad is one thing right but the, the worst part to me is the you've somehow done us wrong with the way you've acted and you've changed the playing field like just the cognitive dissonance involved with not understanding that all the vitriol this is like a smidgen a tiny atom's worth of reflection and suddenly the the world has changed for these people like how entitled do you have to be to think that one person saying it was nice when you all weren't asshole to me and my pe and and my colleagues means that suddenly you've you've committed literally described a cardinal sin. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, it's more of the uh, same I mean, thing. Even, I just it, it it kind of some sometimes you know yes, it's a bit. It's it, I mean, it's super entitled to kind of feel that there should be two different tones for you and then how someone responds to you. But it's also, like, incredibly sad that people are this involved and this worked up about someone calling them, or someone calling, not even them, it, it, not... Someone else It was not directed. That they were calling someone else an asshat. An asshat, for Actors. fuck's sake. So the like, first big move. Not like was he dropped a C bomb. Absolutely. It's not like it was like you, user Barry one two three four five six seven eight nine ten apex cunt. You're a fucking cunt or whatever. Like I mean, you know, that'd be pretty funny if that. Like here's all your game day. Yeah. Here's your kill death ratio. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh shit! Stop playing the game. God, that'd be so good if they started calling people out on their data. <laughs> just do that. It's fine. Um, but Forget like GDPR. Just do I it. I mean, but it's. It, I mean, I thought it was. Sorry. Uh, go on. Ben. I was just gonna say. It's just. It's just. It's sad that people can't take this in the way that like everyone's like. Actually, yeah. This this developer he is firing back because we've been giving him shit. The community's been giving the the, the developers shit. Okay. You know, uh, monetization is a hot issue at the moment, and things could have been explained better. But people are going to lose their call. Of course, they are. And you know, for a developer to come along and say, "Look, I've lost my call, and I've I've said a few things," people do that on the internet all the time with zero yeah. repercussion, yeah. absolutely zero. No, and not because they gamers, but they're allowed well, they're because they've. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they've decided... Heated game and They are yeah. the... I can't remember. There's been a lot of chat about people calling themselves, like, consumers oh, and God, things yeah. like that as well at the moment. Like, just because you partake in the product doesn't mean you can still be a dickhead. Yeah. And that the people that have made the product have to act in a certain way. Hmm. Like, there's, they, you, everyone is still a fucking human. That's why it goes... Above entitlement, it's not knowing how the world works. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's I like... bought a, I don't know, 
iron and it didn't work and I took it back to the store oh. that I bought it from. Can if I, I took, it in, took it in heart and started scolding people and throwing no. it there and being yours, an arsehole. Yeah, plug it in and just burn Lucy, them with it. Like. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, to do the mapping right, it's mm. what if I went to, and this is a North American specific thing, but what if I went to a Walmart superstore, which does groceries, and bought some bananas and mm. they were overripe? Yeah. Does that give me the right to piss and shit in the eye? <laughs> that's the kind of move that's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if someone, if, if the cashier said, uh, excuse me, sir, please don't do that. You're an asset. Oh, you got personal. <laughs> <laughs> You've committed the cardinal sin. Excuse uh, me, sir, could you please put your penis away? <laughs> well, don't, don't talk about my penis. Yeah. Oh, um, my so, God. I mean, it, this, yeah, is, so, this, seems I mean to be, just... this seems to be happening. Or at least it's, it's reported more and more and more. It's, it's, it's a it's, I mean, I think it's problem. a good thing because um, the narrative is shifted to this is stupid. So even when, like, all the reporting, like, by giving coverage, it's not getting putting gamers in a good light. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, I think the big problem is, like, I think, fuck, these people just don't need to understand that if you want a free game... So, so like... The, the the why I wanted to read sort of that handful of quotes is like if you don't understand basic you don't understand the why he said this which which was we've crunched the numbers and like seven of you are spending money on these things yeah. um and the rest aren't and we're cool with that but mm -hmm. guess what because he said freeloaders in a yeah. sarcastic manner it's like yeah, yeah. but he was like yeah. but we're cool with you being that but like, it's like <laughs> Yeah, it turns out in order for all y'all to have this game for free, someone has to pay our bills. And I get that Apex is uh, made by a studio owned by EA or what is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're are, are, are yeah, owned yeah. by them, right? Yeah. So like EA makes like billions or whatever, so it's kind of hard to swallow. But there is a lot. So like maybe that line isn't where Respawn or whatever is claiming because they need to appease the profit gods mm. but they also need to keep the lights on and a lot of this is where the light and when the I, and i think it's very prescient and like interesting that he bothered or he or she i should i'm sorry i did the i don't know what what gender this um uh developer yeah, is DK all we know but, is dk is a legend yeah <laughs> donkey kong all the 05, praise deserves yeah. a raise yeah. But like they, they went out of their way to say, you know what? I get that you're arguing the price is shitty, but actually the people who actually spend the money on this type of shit, the price doesn't impact. Like we've mm. done the data crunching, so and they've already apologized. I think this is the key thing, is they already started with you did this wrong, so you can just buy the thing if you want the thing. Mm -hmm. And then they said the people who actually like like you're all up in arms about the idea of grinding of the loot box, but actually the people who use the loop who look for these things, it doesn't matter how much, like, they'll just do it. And yeah. and I, act, I I hate to break it to you, but we are in un, the world of unfettered capitalism, and so this is a perfectly reasonable thing to say, which is, why wouldn't I extract more money from the people who will pay them more money, especially when most of the consumers aren't doing this? Yeah. And it's all, like the thing we've we've been mentioning for years is fuck you. It's cosmetic. Like these aren't game impacting things. Um, I get that there's a like 
a social exchange with where you know not having the newest greatest thing in Fortnite. Like I know that like I've read stories about kids being teased in high school or whatever for <laughs> having the default skin. I, so I'm not trying to minimize that, but I am also saying that this is a stupid. Sorry, it's all stupid. Yeah, I mean this I'm is the problem. So as soon as you start acknowledging the layers, you're like. Yeah, it turns out man is just a really complex animal with an overdeveloped but, brain. Because <laughs> if it was something magic like with a soul or we are rational thing beings above animals, none of this shit would happen. This is because we're broken things. We're just, evolution isn't perfect and this is the result. Sorry. No one should care about this shit, but they do. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So I don't care about I will go back to the example, like, um, Deus Ex Go. This is the only time I've ever had a discourse with, like, a developer being yeah. upset about something in the game. Yeah. When they... It, it was a free daily challenge. Yeah. Free daily challenge on top of the game. So they were still updating it every single day. Well, not every single day. Whatever. They're still putting some work into it. Mm -hmm. But it's like it changed from a formula where it's like, oh, you could try it numerous amount of times. And there was like, oh, actually, um, let's try and get some money out of this. Uh, let's change it so that you can only attempt it like three times before you have to pay for coins. And then you can revert. Yeah. And I was like, this was a daily ritual of mine. I played it every day. And I was like, you put this in. And I was like, I just politely on Twitter. Devin's like, you know, this this has changed the way the game is. You know, it's no longer it, it, it's an it's going against what made the game fun, like trialing it. And they were like, "No, try it." You know, we, you know, we feel probably just marketing speak. Nevertheless, they engage in the Discord. I was mm. like, "Okay, I'll try it." Tried it for a day, and I was like, "You know what? Nah, not for me." Never played it again, and that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Right. And that's you don't it. like the, what they did with their fucking thing. Yeah, stop doing. Move on. <laughs> Move <laughs> on. And and this that's was something I play every day. With your fucking choice. Yes. That is capitalism. <laughs> that is claiming is important because you're trying to invoke hmm. the rights of the consumer. But the rights of the consumer don't trump the rights of the producer. No. The producer can do whatever they want, even if it affects their bottom line. And then yeah. what happens is people leave, and yeah. when they do, that person fails. But what doesn't work is continuously buying the thing and then whinging about it because that's not how capitalism works. Yeah, mm. because that's like, how I'm, hattery yeah. works. I'm sure people who who like probably I'm probably not the only one who played it every day. Maybe people bought coins for it and stuff like. I just thought, you know what? That's that's not me. I don't want, I don't want to put yeah. any more money into this game. I would have been happy to other... in another way. Bought DLC or something like that. They deserve but all the money. You used the product because... how you wanted to use the product. Exactly. And then when you stopped doing that, you left and found other products. Yeah, and it was a daily part of my yeah. It was a daily part of my ritual. Like I'd wake up and play play that. Come home from work, play that. It hasn't killed me. Stop playing it. I think about it now. And you know what? I only have fun memories. It's like, oh, because oh, you stopped when cool you wanted game. to, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they made and something that just... I wasn't happy with. It was like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the, 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 what we've been talking about with Apex yeah. Legend hasn't quite, or at least I haven't seen that it's mm. quite reached the levels that, say, like the Ublitz mm. developers had oh, got with the, um, you know, with the vitriol there we haven't quite got to you know i'm so happy about the ooblets thing 
with things like apologize him. with things like, like death threats and yeah. things like that we, we're not quite at never that kind of level but people. there is no fucking excuse for being uh you know for just, just being, being an polite asshole. to people for there's no there's no excuse for being an asshole mm-hmm. it just someone has put time into uh, oh yes okay fine they've been paid for a job to create a product that doesn't mean you can just give them shit when something about that product doesn't align with what you think it should do and then when someone kind of you know when someone has a very human moment and they react to things you know to other things that they've seen and even in a even in a a very light kind of way which is what this is yeah. And also the Ooga Blood no thing reason. was the same, right? Like it was like slightly sarcastic, but you could you could tell the tone wasn't go fuck yourself. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because it's I like mean, I've been following Ooglets for ages. Like it's time to use that. They are like that. They are yeah. very sarcastic. And they, 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 they have that right? kind like, of tongue in their humor. apology. They were like, "Oh, we're used to like we do this." type of communication and maybe we fucked up because nice. we didn't realize that some of you people wouldn't have been fans beforehand I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. yeah no. no because it's like you're speaking to the people that actually care about the game a bunch of assets from the internet so oh this is the ne- next latch up about the epic game store and then they're like yes like flies on shit like yeah let's go attack this yeah yeah, and I, I think this opens like a up a larger a larger conversation about uh, bandwagoning <laughs> and um, you know harassment and I see, you see corporations. it everywhere. They, uh, they absolutely, have nothing absolutely. better to do. It's like I go on a random YouTube video like gave days gone a bad review because it's not a great game anyway. It wasn't even bad review, like you know middling to average review, and they're like. Oh, this is the person who doesn't like men because they gave Days Gone a bad review. What? Yeah. How does... <laughs> and they, they follow then? these people. They follow these people to the ends of the universe. To, to like, they could be the most on the most obscure YouTube channel yeah. that, with two views. And they will find them. They will find them. And yeah. they will downvote and they will say... Oh, this is the person that did that, and it's like, oh my god. But even then, favorite. watching, like, people just sit there and, like, watching the, um, uh, what was it called? Opening Night Live with Jeff Keighley, the, um, the Gamescom kind of, uh, you know, show that they had, where they revealed a few games and things. Watching it on YouTube through, mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, so I think I was watching the IGN um, right. feed of it, mm-hmm. and just the comments were like, this is shit. Bring this, but and then obviously they, you know, fucking hundreds of them just scrolling yeah. up constantly. Right, all of them, the almost one. all of them, were just shit giving, and none of it was like, yeah, oh, this I'm... is really interesting. What does everyone else think about this? It, it was just constant vitriol. It, it's, what's even worse is when they're com- commenting on a another kind of thing that's just like completely different. Yeah, like I think I, I think a good example was when remember that guy got done for plagiarism at IGN? Oh about yeah. The Dead Cells review. Yeah. Which and then pretty- Yeah, that was bad. Don't get me wrong. But they were like <laughs> downvoting and commenting on I'm Everything. sure it was like the flipping death review because I was just watching the video really? review. And, and and it's like you, you know, the likes and dislikes are just right there when you open the video. Yeah. And like so many more dislikes or stuff like that and it's like 
hold on, this game can't possibly be bad. I've played it. It's like, and the people were just like, you can't spell IGN without plagiarism. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this is a completely different game. <laughs> what oh. are you doing? You, you're. Let's finish this conversation there for this. Yeah, week. I mean, no, we have to end on something more like art. So, so I think what I beers, what mate. I what beers. I yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I will say this though, um, which is why I thought this was interesting, is because it was kind of refreshing. Even if ultimately the CEO had to say, uh, "Like we mm. want to be friends with you," um, <laughs> the guy it doesn't sound like the DKO five got fired. Good. Um, it should yeah, be given so, a so actually, yeah. gold medal. So um, I wanted to bring this up, not because I mean we've had these rents before, and he should yeah. get free um, but, parking but space, reserve parking had, space at the studio. Yeah, what <laughs> hasn't happened is having a developer fucking be like, no, actually, y'all suck. And I remember mm. a time when you people didn't. have, and then they get fired. Yeah, this, so, so I'm saying like <laughs> this has been pretty blatant, and it was clearly like several comments over over time. And it doesn't sound like this person lost their job. Yeah, yeah if you I'm host hoping... the forum on 8chan, you keep yeah. your job. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm really hoping this is a bit of a turning point. Shout where... out to Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? All these developers who call these games as, like, asshats and, you know, freeloaders and whatever, they will still buy their game. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to do any PR at this point. They're, 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 they're all they're, fucking... They're like, all sheep. They'll be like, hats, I, mean, yeah. I can, I can buy Apex Legend Gun. It's like, yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah, I want to squad well, up I mean, with me. Yeah, the I'm I mean, download the reason game, why yeah. they're pissed is because they want to have shiny thing mm -hmm. for free, or for like an hour's worth of work, mm -hmm. and they didn't get to do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Vince coming well, out just, 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 it doesn't make sense. It's like it's not going to affect your bottom line. People can still buy the game. Yeah. The only way to make sure people don't buy your game is to have Randy Pitchford as your CEO. <laughs> if you really don't want to sell your game, you but do also, that. Otherwise, you can say whatever the hell you want. That, that many people are woke enough to. No, people are like, I'm not buying this game. Because well, but I think I'll, so I, I mean, the initial reviews were like, <laughs> it's kind of just like Borderlands 2 again, which I thought would be good, yeah. but also gaming has evolved. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with. So I think, I think there'd be yeah, a lot of turns soon, isn't it? Oh yeah, there always is. Wasn't it like oh we're gonna boycott like buying Call of Duty and yeah, or playing Call of Duty? Oh again, but yeah, yeah but Borderlands, Borderlands, Borderlands three is now an an epic exclusive as well, isn't it? So yeah, so they're losing that there. to work with. Uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's multiple things oh, going on with. That I didn't game. really hear much pushback, and and I bet you're not gonna hear any pushback about Odd World either. No, you're not going to no. get any pushback. I know it. It, it does Lawn seem to be very, very developer great. specific. Yes, and I think it's very easily. It's people that can be easily targeted because yeah. there's definitely some kind of conspiracy theory. Tim for hat on. There's definitely some group of people behind the scenes pulling the strings and going, let's now target these people, let's now oh, talk about definitely. this, let's now do this. I, I mean, Gamergate existed for a fucking yeah. reason, yeah. and it was driven by. Definitely, like four yeah. or five people who yeah. orchestrate the whole fucking there was thing. An, so, there was an interesting. Not uh, sorry, no, they haven't. There was an interesting article on was it The Verge, uh, just talking about Gamergate and like um, how like teachers at university are like, oh, we're having to like change our teachings because we're actually having to unteach these radicalized 
Yeah. What we're children now, and it's like that just speaks to a bigger issue. It's like, yeah, a lot of kids are getting their education from the good old internet. Fuck yeah. Days, yeah. yeah. Oh, but that oh. is not a light-hearted place to finish. No. Let's talk about the beers that we've drank. Can we talk about oublets this like, week? Things dance. Mate, like, next week. Uh, next week we talk about oublets because everyone dances in it, and they do. Yeah. They they. Signed to Epic, and the character did the fucking <laughs> Fortnite dance, which I've forgotten the name of, but it's all about your hands. Going which one? So, so I mean, one of the problem. Yeah, no, but that the, one. That's not, mm. well, it's not Fortnite because Fortnite just rips off dances from the pop culture, and then they rip off the whole game, mate. So yeah, you know, I mean, any... yeah, I'm just saying. Like, let's... let's not get into this. Let's not get into this now. I've got to go. Epic. I really have to go epic. for a wee. Okay, Epic. Um, just send that money to my door. <laughs> so beers this week after lucy has just received a boatload of cash um beers this week from me two good beers i think i'm gonna go with the dry and bitter and verdant collaboration this week the boundary double ipa was um i think the more i drank it it, it, it felt a little bit more soupy the more I kind of went through it. And actually, maybe a smaller can would have kind of satisfied me, perhaps. You know, in, the, in that 440ml can, it was maybe a bit much. And without being able to discern a, a, a flavour, it all kind of just felt a bit sort of soupy and murky. And, you know, it was juicy, but it was kind of an indescribable kind of juice. Whereas the, mm. the, the Dry and Bit of Verdant collaboration... You could pick out those flavours, you know, I got the orange straight away, the mango came in after time, it had this lovely um, bitterness to it, this this nice piney dankness that, that, that seeps in with it as well. Really well made beer, and the Boundary beer was, was a well made beer, it wasn't as, you know, I'm saying it's got that soupiness to it, it wasn't mm. uh, a horrible flavour at all, but it was kind of just juice bomb, that's it, and yeah. there wasn't much to kind of pick out from that. I'd have it again, absolutely, but not right now. Yeah, boundary so, beers tend to be like that, I find. Yeah, okay. Mm. So good, yeah, the dry and bitter uh, bird declaration, like how them. magnets mm. work, was my pick this week. Lucy, mm. how about you, the two you had? Yeah, the Cloudwater is a really interesting kind of beer. Mm. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to that one. It's like they yeah. I know what they they're doing like it's just another one of their very well made well balanced IPAs it's very fruity nice bit of bitterness at the end very soft yeah. very drinkable um but yeah the cloud water it was it, was, it looked like a sour it smelled like a sour it had, that lime zest really things up like had a nice um it just it just kept the beer fresh all the way through um Nice bit of hoppiness as well, but it still had that, uh, you know, that those pale ale sensibilities, mm. backbone of a pale ale. So, just in terms of interest, uh, I'm going to give it to Cloudwater. Maybe nice. on another, you know, I'd probably reach for the day quicker in terms okay. of something that did something new and interesting. Yeah, the um, quickly get its name. Forever wanting to get. Apart from its name, which is deeply depressing, that is my <laughs> pick for this week. Nice, nice. Adam, how about you? Uh, so both our uh, brews were from the Hofbrau Kaltenhausen. Uh, 
I really liked both of them. Um, they were interesting and not sort of the standard thing. So I'm, I'm really glad that uh, Michael sent them because it's not something. I don't think either of the tastes would be easily found here in Bristol. Uh, hmm. I'm actually going to go for the Keller beer over the Edition Servinia. Um, I thought it was a more well-rounded beer. Um, I mean, I did learn more about an entire style of beer that I didn't know about. Um, but it yeah. just, yeah, I mean, I, it just worked a little better. The the Saison had some sort of sharper edges where things kind of just sort of had odd transitions, and it was interesting, but kind of forgettable. Mm -hmm. um, while the Keller beer was light, interesting, but like I can still it's a second I had it first and I can still sort of conjure up oh yeah these are the things I liked about it uh, I'm, I don't know if I would like rush to buy either of them again yeah. uh, I personally prefer a little more boisterous beers but like if I was especially if it was like a like it was like 11 to 12 30 on a hot day and i was like <laughs> i shouldn't have a beer but maybe i'll have a, like a cheeky session e something this is exactly what i'd be looking for just something that sort of was refreshing light in alcohol but also light in taste like mm -hmm. yeah um so the killer beer sort of just runs away with it because it sort of has a circumstance and did what it did it's sort of in a more consistent way nice good so if you want to talk to us about our beers i am at nova underscore 47 almost everywhere lucy how do people talk to you i am indescribably juicy <laughs> and i'm juicy loose nine everywhere pretty much nice Adol, how do people get hold of you I'm at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch, which I don't use anyway. Oh, also Switch, but like message me on those things and get my Switch. The Twitch and the Switches. Yeah, yeah. Slightly. If it ends at itch, unless it's itch.io, which doesn't end in it, so I guess that's okay. So the rule still stands. <laughs> it just has oh, it. <laughs> pe play Perquest pe on itch. It's free. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about um, it next. And if you as in the fruit or a pair, pair of things? Yeah, as in the fruit. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> it, as well, uh, you can reach us all at tankedupcast at gmail.com, tankedupcast on Twitter, tankedupcast on Instagram. Um, we often share screenshots and uh, shots of our... <gasps> I didn't take pictures of my beer this week. I'm the worst. Boo. I totally forgot. Uh, um, you can see oh, all of the other beers from this episode, <laughs> uh, if you don't look at the YouTube, which is fine, um, on our Instagram, as well as all kinds of interesting updates on beers we might be drinking or playing. Yeah, good, good. And remember, you can go to outoflives.net, where we are hosted, where other articles are put up, where other podcasts are published. I've usually got something that goes up almost every week. But I've been Ooh. so busy with work that I haven't had anything for a couple of weeks. There's a lovely draft about Gamescom on my phone mm. that's going to sit there and probably never actually be released because I'm just yeah. far too busy. Happens, yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, well, there's loads of other stuff at outoflives.net that you can go and read, catch up on, and listen to. So that's it for us this week. We have been tanked up.
Bye bye. Bye. Enjoy your bank holiday. Because you're in the UK, then you're in a. Bye. Wait, wait. There's a bank holiday coming up. Yeah. <laughs> oh this man, I don't know this country mm. very well. Uh, mm. Also, <laughs> ciao. www.outoflives.net